LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Hey, this is J.D. Greer. Before we jump into our Ask Me Anything podcast for today, I want to tell you about Ministry Grid, which is something really exciting, something I think is a valuable resource. Any of you that are leaders know that training your volunteers and leaders is is crucial, but sometimes you probably feel like, where do I start and and what are the subjects I should cover and how do I best serve them? Well, that's one of the reasons that LifeWay Leadership developed this thing called Ministry Grid. Ministry Grid has a library of more than 3,000 training videos growing all the time. You have access to some of the best training from around the country and you're going to be able to train anybody in your church in any leadership capacity. This is training that you can trust because it's from LifeWay. Every Ministry Grid video is going to feature an experienced ministry leader who's been where you are now and and show you some of the pitfalls and the dangers that are ahead. I know that I even have a few of them on there that cover the essentials for new believers and how we deal with that here at, at the Summit Church. You can customize any of the training. You can add some of your own videos, PDFs, YouTube kind of stuff that you can say, hey, here at at our church, this is the way that we do this, and and you can really make it personal. Now Ministry Grid has one plan and one price that gives you unlimited access to train your entire church. Just go to ministrygrid.com to learn more. Once again, that is ministrygrid.com. And now I hope you enjoy. Ask me anything. Ask Me Anything with J.D. Greer. Honest questions, quick answers. I'm your host, Todd Unzicker. J.D., we're going to dive right in because if you're listening to this podcast, you are busy or there's something else you want to be doing. You like podcasts that are nine minutes or less. Absolutely. That's why you choose this one. Absolutely. So here's, here's one specifically. The question is, J.D., how do you read when you're so busy? Or how do you work out when you're so busy? Or any, I, right. How do I go fishing when I'm so busy, J.D.? <laughs> well, I'm going to let you handle that last one. I'm just going to answer the first one, uh, mainly the, the read question, because I, I think it's great. You know, um, I've always heard that time is our most valuable resource. And the, the kind of ironic thing is we all get the exact same amount of it. Rich people don't get any more of it. Poor people don't get any less of it. Uh, I remember when I was in high school, I think it was my youth pastor, used to say that every day, every day you get an installment of 86,400 seconds. I, I think that's, if I remember wow. right. If you can do the math real quick in your head and figure out if that's how many seconds there are in a day, but think of it like 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 that's the amount of money you get in your bank account, and whatever you don't use at the end of the day, you don't you lose it forever. And every day you get this, and you've got to you've got to make the most of those because time is the most important resource that we have. And so how do you how do you organize your life so that you use the time the way that you want to? And specifically, this question is about reading, but you said there are other things working yep. out. Maybe it's spending time with your family. Um, you know, for me on reading in particular, I think it, I just start with recognizing the importance of reading. Hmm. Um, you know, God uh, chose to give us his word in written form, which means that reading is a skill that while you wouldn't say it's a spiritual skill, it is a skill that is, is certainly important in, in understanding thoughts and and, and, and growing your mind and being able to communicate. John Wesley used to say, gentlemen, to, to young pastors, mm-hmm. he used to say, read or get out of the ministry. Wow. So I, it's very important to me, and, and I've always tried to create time for it. A handful of things that come to mind, Todd, one is the importance of daily rhythms. Okay. Sometimes people get like kind of kick where they're like, I'm going to read, and they try to read for five hours, and that lasts, you know, half of a day, and then right. they don't do it anymore. Uh, for me, you know, I, I probably read, it's probably about 60 to 65 books a year. There are certainly people that read a lot more. It was just with my friend Al Moeller, and word on the street is he reads a book a day, so he reads probably six times more than I do. But Well, shame um, on you for only 60 in a only year. Only 60 in a year, I know. You know, the way that I do that, though, if, if you're like, well, I want to know how to read you know, that many, it's, it's a little bit every day. 
I have some times every day where I will, it's usually at the end of the work day and then right before I go to bed where I try to spend reading. You'd be surprised what 20, 30 minutes in a day. So it's not a set a time. It's more like smaller chunks. And it's a little distal. It's, yep. it's the same thing with working out. It's just like, this is going to be part mm-hmm. of my day and, and it, it's a rhythm. And so even when I'm busy, by the way, you know, one of my uh, favorite historical characters that I've read a lot about yep. is Winston Churchill. And Churchill, they say that even in like the, the most intense days of World War II, like, you know, just when when his, he was being pulled every different direction, mm-hmm. he always took a couple of hours to paint, to read, or to watch a movie, and sometimes all three of them. Because even in the days of busyness, he knew how important that rhythm was. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't go. Nobody can go from 6 in the morning until 11 at night of just output and working. You've got to have rhythms where you are mm-hmm. restoring yourself. And for me, reading is one of those things. There's a principle that I call um, the big rocks principle. It's something that I think Stephen Covey was the first one who really articulated it. And it's the idea that whatever's most important in your life, you should put in first and earliest. Uh, the, the analogy he uses is like ping pong balls and I think grains of rice. And if you're trying to put ping pong balls and grains of rice in the, a container, if you put in the grains of rice first, all the small things, and then mm-hmm. try to put the ping pong balls in, they, it won't fit. But if you put the ping pong balls in and then pour the grains of rice in, it'll all, uh, you'll have you'll have plenty of space. And so he says, let those ping pong balls, the big rocks, let them represent the things that you know need to happen every day. And, you know, make sure they get done early, make sure they have priority. Well, for me, reading is one of those. So I, I do them them first at night when my kids, my kids usually start winding down 8.15, 8.30. Man, I, I'm going to tell you, Todd, my first impulse is you know park on the couch, turn on sports, right. turn on you know, watch something on Netflix, uh, and, and my wife and I watch you know we'll watch Netflix. So don't think we're just reading our Bible and praying all the time. But you know what, what I'll do is I'll be like, all right, forty five minutes first for 30, 45 minutes I'm going to read, and then you know then we'll do that. So I, I do I do I do the the harder thing first. So that's the principle of big rocks and doing the hard things yep. first. So yeah, those would be some some. So any advice on about reading in particular? So you make priority for it. You do do what's you know make time for what's important to you, but what about reading specifically? Well, are you trying to are you trying to say I'm not really answering the question? <laughs> okay, so for me, I, I prefer to read in different genres simultaneously, and so I have about six different ones. You know, biography is going to be one because I was, uh, just the more I read about people, the more it just kind of inspires me to to be like somebody. Because sometimes you just you think you know everybody's like you and your friends, and mm-hmm. you read something. So I, I like you, Todd, but I also like people from history that I'm like you like Winston like Churchill like better. Well. No comment. You know, uh, I'm trying to read some in culture, trying to read some in theology, trying to uh, always have a um, a streak of uh, kind of almost like just fiction, nonsense fiction. I got on a Dracula kick for a while. I just read everything I get my hands on on the legend of Dracula. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm on a King Arthur kind of kick, and I'm reading uh, Bernard Cornwell's got some stuff, and they're like historical fiction, and, and I'm really enjoying it. So that's a, that's a genre. So usually, I try to be in some kind of academic or apologetic you know, type of book, and, and those things sort of keep me fresh. Um, I'm a big fan of taking notes while you read. You know whether it's uh, whether you're on Kindle and you're highlighting it or you're you're jotted down. Before when I first got into ministry, when I I didn't even have an an assistant to work with, um, I would after I read a book, I would always be jotting notes in the front cover, and I would take about an hour when I got done reading the book, and I would transfer those notes into a file system. Hmm. Over twenty twenty five years now, I've built quite a file system on just about every chapter of the Bible and just about every topic where. I can open that file and I can see a map of all the things I've read that, you know, pertain to that. And it tells me where to go. Look, when people walk into my library and they see several thousand books, they're like, whoa, have you read all these books? And I always tell them, you know, like what a mentor told me, it doesn't matter how many books you've read, doesn't matter how many books you own, 
What matters is can you find the information that's in those books mm. when you need it? And so that that map is there. Now I have, you know, thankfully an assistant right. who can transcribe these notes for me and help me get them filed. But but even before I had that, it, it was important. And there's there's a verse somewhere in Proverbs, I can't remember exactly what it says, but it says something like it's the lazy man that doesn't dress what he shoots in hunting. Think of the guy that loves the sport of hunting, shoots the deer, but he's just I mean cleaning up is kind of hard, right? So he just leaves it there. He just leaves it there. And so he's like, he didn't have anything to, to show for. He did all that work at hunting it down, but he didn't take the time to get it in the freezer. Well, for me, you know, that hour, after spending eight hours reading a book and learning so many things, why not spend that extra hour dressing what I have shot in hunting right. and making sure I get it packaged so that it's in the freezer so that when I need it, I can go get that meat and I can access it. So, you know, take notes. But another thing I, I would say that comes to mind is, is feel free to ditch a bad book. I used to feel like, man, once I started, I got to finish. I already invested so much money in this or so much time. Well, again, think of your your time like money. If if you're investing in a company that's tanking, right. at some point you got to know when to just, know when to hold them and when to fold them. That's right, and never throw good money after bad. And there are times I'll read a couple chapters and be like, nope. <laughs> you know, I usually give it more than one chapter because sometimes things don't really start taking off until the second or third chapter. But um, do it. I, I I love going through the table of contents, trying to see where the, the the guy's going. There are times I'll say, well, this book may not be worth me reading the whole thing, but. It's worth me reading these three or four chapters. I've heard this statement. You may have heard something like this, but there's no thief quite as bad as a as a bad book. Hmm. You know, a thief comes in, steals your stuff, but if your most valuable resource is time and you just spent 15 hours in some book that you were like, this is awful, man, if, if, the, if the book steals an hour and you know it's not worth it, don't give them another 14. I'm authorizing you. I am encouraging you. Put that book down and, and, and walk away. Yeah. Last thing I'll say is, is you know, learn to, to read smart and you know, learn to use shortcuts. I hope you won't lose respect for me, Todd, but I listen to a lot of books on Audible because, I mean, music's so you fine. You travel a lot. I travel so, a lot. Yeah. I work out. Right. And so I, I've always got a book in there playing. And if I'm working around the house or I'm driving from here to there, it, I probably two-thirds of the books that I read, I, I put it in mm-hmm. read in air quotes, are going to be from Audible. And, wow, two-thirds. And, you know, yeah, just because yeah. it, there's so much time. And so Blinkist is another service I use. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't count the Blinkist books in the 60, that would, that would be additional. But Blinkist is kind of like a book summary, but it's more like a creative book summary where somebody reads and gives you um, what they call blinks, which are nine or 10 of the biggest ideas in the book. And they tell some of the stories and they summarize them. It's the kind of thing that if I just read a book and you were like, JD, how's that book you just read? I'd probably tell you eight or nine things from it. Well, it, it kind of pulls those out. And so it allows me to, to stay abreast of a lot of reading a lot of things are being written in areas I probably wouldn't devote nine hours to reading a book. I, I read a lot of books last year about just teenagers and some of the things that were going on in teenage world. A lot of them because I, I read them on on Blinkist because I have teenagers and I wanted right. to know, but it wasn't the kind of book necessarily I want to spend you know ten hours reading this one and then ten hours reading that one. Right. So um, services like you know Audible or, or Blinkist or stuff are things you can take advantage of and really expand the breadth of your reading. So I would encourage you to, to take yeah. advantage of those things. So when you're busy and you need to make time for reading, first of all, read because reading's important. But put the <laughs> reading big... is good. <laughs> That, that, after all that, that's all you can say is reading is important. Read or get out of the ministry. Read or get out of the ministry. That's a better but thing. But not just it? the ministry. Reading is important. In it just all expands your mind. Reading makes you a thoughtful person. Writing makes you an articulate person. Mm-hmm. Reading makes you a thoughtful person. So expand your mind. So put the most important things you're going to do in the day. Do those first. Do them up Fill first. in the gaps around the edge. And then right. make social media and time. TV would be gap stuff. 
Right. I, I to me reading and 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 expanding my mind that's a that's a big rock. Have a plan for that. Have a plan and have a way to capture that that you can use it later. Take notes. Yeah. And make sure you don't just um, just leave it uh, on the shelf, but actually take some notes, make a file so that you can access it later. My wife loves the pleasure of reading. I mean, she just reads for reading's sake, and that's great. But I I love it. But I also like to be able to learn new things and be able to remember them later. So. Uh, taking notes helps you do that. There you go. That is Pastor JD on what to do if you're just so busy you can't read or making time for other things here on the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. If you haven't listened to one of our sister podcasts, it's EST. That's with EST with Sam Rayner, Micah Freeze, and Josh King. These guys are part of our Leadership Network family, and they have topics like pastor approachability, holy sexuality, and Christian celebrity. Pretty interesting topics there. Yeah, I'm trying to hope they don't do all of them in one. No. Yeah, right. But you can look up EST on your favorite podcasting app and subscribe today. Be careful not to type in ESP because you can get to a whole different set of podcasts with ESP. Yeah, and we talk about miracles on another podcast. So oh, correct. They can find out about that. The EST podcast with Sam Rainer, Micah Freeze, and Josh King, part of Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. Also, follow Pastor JD at, at JD Greer. That's JD. G R E E A R on Twitter or on oh, Instagram. It touches me that you know how to spell my last JD name. Greer, G R E E A R on social media. I'm your host, Todd Unzicker. This is Ask Me Anything with Pastor JD. We'll see you next time on the podcast.